Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, happy birthday. Woo! Thank you. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Yes, estas son las Thank you. My dad sent a video of that this morning to me, so I'm I'm happy to hear someone actually sing it. (laughs) That's so sweet. I love that. It's I'm it's such an honor to be able to exist with you, even if it's energetically on this day. So I'm sending you a big birthday hug. Oh, thank you. I receive it and I feel it. Yes, yes. So Woo, without further ado, let's introduce this beautiful queen. Happy New Year, everybody. We made it to 2021. <laughs> I never knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> it has been uh, it's just an, a wild time. So I'm just I'm really excited to have you be the first guest of the year. Um, mm. This is Iane, a pleasure coach from One Thread Pleasure Coaching. And I've actually had uh, the honor of having a session with you. I was just thinking about that and I was like, whoa, like that was such a transformative session for me. So I want you to just tap in, let us know who you are, how you came about to be where you are today, um, and what healing services you offer to the community. Okay, yeah. So thank you so much, Brenda, for um, asking me to be a part of Heal Up um, with B-Lab. Like all of this, all of the work that you are doing is it's just so beautiful. And I know we've collaborated on a couple things before, um, but I'm truly honored, especially after this year that we've had to um, come and introduce an idea um, that we're coming into familiarity with but isn't as uh, widely as accepted as um, as not necessarily as it should be but there's a recognition of, of the recognition of pleasure and our sexuality and sensuality is just so important in this next era um, of the age of Aquarius that we're entering into. So I feel so honored to be able to introduce your audience to these ideas. So thank you. (laughs) So yeah, my name's Iyane. Um, I grew up in Santa Ana, Orange County. What, what? What, what? Uh, (laughs) So I'm, I'm total California girl, born and raised. Um, I'm an only child, uh, born to Fernando and Mayela, um, and I grew up Catholic, um, you know, just really in a loving home, a loving family. Um, I can tell you though, (laughs) talking about sex and pleasure wasn't on my radar when I was young. And honestly, (laughs) it wasn't even on my radar 10 years ago and it just started uh, creating a blip on my radar about five years ago. Wow! As something that um, I is my purpose here, um, and why I'm I'm called to to talk and share about sex and pleasure. Um, but yeah, so like I said, raised Catholic and and an only child, and um, you know, so what <laughs> what comes with that is a lot of I felt a lot of responsibility, um, a lot uh weight on my shoulders to be perfect uh to always perform um and that kind of led me into my early 20s where i kind of really went into an existential crisis i was really depressed for a couple of years not really understanding my purpose and was able to through help kind of work my way out of that uh, depression 
um, and ended up falling in love. And that love was what I thought was the love of my life, ended up being kind of one of those codependent relationships that's one of the biggest teachers. I'm oh, sure yeah. many of us have one of those. <laughs> uh, I know that very well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> those, those teachers, those people that come into your life that... Uh, show you both your ability to love and your ability to um, heal and your own potential, the ability to love yourself. And so, yeah, he was my greatest teacher. And after that relationship, you know, in the healing process, I was maybe about, hmm, oh my God, this is like a decade ago, literally. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I had just turned about 28 or so. I think this, yeah, this is about eight, uh, 10, 10, nine years ago. And I went through a spiritual awakening after, or in the midst of healing from this pain, um, from being uh, heartbroken. Uh, and what I started to ask myself during that time was a few pivotal questions that really resonate still today that I feel like the answers are still blossoming open for, for me. One of the questions was, what part, how much of my life am I living in fear? There was so much of my life that was just based out of losing something. All my choices were, I don't want to lose this. I'm afraid that I won't have this. I'm afraid that if I do this, this will go away. There was so much fear-based decision-making that at that point in my healing process, when I began to awaken to something different, uh, I started to under—I started to question what really brings me joy. And obviously, yes. there's things throughout your life that you resonate with, that you gravitate towards. For the longest time, I was um, a research scientist, and um, you know, I, I gravitated. Yes, towards- STEM field. Okay, girl. <laughs> yes, Latina <laughs> What's up? and yeah so you know there are things that you resonate with but overall there was just this overarching feeling that I was not honoring really large parts of myself and a lot was because I was afraid to rock the boat I was afraid to explore I was afraid to do something different because I had already put in so much time in one career or one avenue of being Mm -hmm. but I started to feel like these choices that I had made though on paper I was successful and you know I had things to show for the work I just was really unfulfilled so that's the exploration that I started working with The other question that was really pivotal at the time was, especially after my breakup, was who am I as a sexual person? And that was something that was really difficult for me to answer. I was a bit of a late bloomer. I didn't start having sex until I was like 20, 21. Um, And the relationships that I had been in, I had put a lot of my own value as a sexual person in their hands. And so, you know, what that meant for me, what that looked like was, you know, I had really long hair at the time. Now we're both baldies. What's up? Hey, what's up? (laughs) I just joined the gang, (laughs) y'all. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) And so, yeah, you know, my hair was one of the aspects uh, that, that I thought made 
me sexy because that's what men told me like a lot of my sexual value or who I perceived myself to be or even how I conducted myself in the, my intimate sexual spaces was dictated by external validation and external perceptions of what sexy is and I realized at that point when in parallel to me not really understanding what brought me joy I also didn't understand what what gave me pleasure um, right. and not that you know I didn't have good sex uh you know with my partner at that time but it was a real connection to my own sexual pleasure and and a sacred spiritual pleasure that I had absolutely no understanding of so that second question I had no clue how to answer because I was still heartbroken um and I thought you know I don't even want to be with anyone right now I'm gonna focus on the spiritual work and then hopefully maybe this question will get answered eventually <laughs> we'll put it on the back right. <laughs> yes About two- I want to stop you right there just a second before oh. you go on go ahead, I just want to honor the fact that your story like so ma- I'm I'm thinking about my own experiences and I can literally resonate with so many of those things and and that fear-based decision making like mm-hmm. I think that is crucial so I will repeat that fear-based decision making mm-hmm. so many of us live our lives through that kind of mindset mm-hmm. you know what's gonna happen or especially when we start to get older um you know and we think like oh I'm already in this career you know it's gonna take me x amount of years to start a new one mm-hmm. and what is this person gonna think what is society gonna think oh, yeah. and like everything that you just shared was something that I think a lot of us either have resonated with are in it right now will go through it this is definitely like a human experience and then the second question also of what is pleasure like me coming from a background of being a big girl there's so much insecurity and like stigma that comes with being overweight and taking your clothes off and Mm -hmm. so for me that was the core of it like what what even how can I like have this person please me Mm -hmm. when I don't even know how to please myself when Mm -hmm. I I don't even love myself I don't even want to take my clothes off honestly Mm -hmm. so it's it's those two questions are so pivotal to Mm -hmm. that transition of being awakened and or being not awakened and being awakened so I love that you started with those two so sorry I just had to throw that in because I'm like wow like literally I can think of so many people that have this this particular something similar that can resonate with this oh so we started off on fire girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah these are very very uh deeply human experiences and not just as part of the human experience of living but also decolonizing our mindset which is something we can get (laughs) into later but uh you know the fear the um the way that we feel about ourselves about as sexual beings all of that is a programming that now in this new age that we're entering into it and that 2020 helped to introduce us into is re-examining what brings us joy and peace of mind and pleasure and and honoring that for ourselves and knowing that we claim that it as ourselves as individually yeah these are yeah these these have been like i said questions that i'm still answering to this day as as i evolve and expand in my own knowing that's uh, beautiful yeah so thank you <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah so uh backtracking to the spiritual evolution uh early on 
I did not feel prepared quite just yet to answer the sexual question about who I am and what gives me pleasure mm-hmm. outside of um, you know the spiritual context. So I I began to then answer the question, what gives me joy? If fear was not an option, or if I could let fear take a back seat and honor the things that I'm excited about and curious about and that I've been called to, I just haven't wanted to honor it because I was too scared. So I started leaning into that. And mm-hmm. the things that evolved from that were I became a yoga teacher. I had always wanted to do yoga and I started doing yoga. And then I had, I knew I had always wanted to be a yoga teacher. No clue why. Absolutely no clue why. I was just <laughs> drawn to it. I thought there was a beauty in it. And I loved the way that my body started to feel in connection with presence, being present with myself. And that led to uh, getting my... Reiki certification in 2013 and now I'm, I just recently got my Reiki level two which is amazing I'm so excited yay congrats thank you um and so it just opened and evolved and in 2015 that was the year that so much had happened this that year was really when the door opened to this world of sex and pleasure I had a moment and I remember being in the car with my best friend and I had just got a fresh haircut. At the time, I had like a red mohawk. I was feeling myself. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I put my hands through my hair just to kind of readjust my hair. And I was like, ooh, I was just, I felt myself right now. That's what I expressed to my friend. <laughs> and he was like, did you find your sexy? Because that's that's something that I had been talk- talking about with, with him. And I was like, you know what? I think I did. Like in that moment, it resonated so deeply that I, how deeply I was feeling my own self, not for any other reason, except that I had been starting to introduce myself to my own light, to my spirit in a way that I had never been able or given myself the opportunity to do. So I was falling in love with myself, the way that you nurture a relationship and you start to understand the nuance of someone else. And there's things about them that you just, that that light you up. It's the same thing. It's the same kind of relationship. And like I said, I hadn't been having sex at the time. I hadn't really been in any sort of dating situation. And it was through the spiritual practice and um, reflection and through moving my body uh, through yoga and meditation, all of that led me to this experience where I started to awaken to the fact that, yes, you know what, I am here now as a spiritual being that I'm recognizing. And yes, I am also sexual. And mm-hmm. I that it was in that in those moments uh, thereafter that I thought, oh my God, are they connected? I didn't even realize that sexuality and spirituality were connected. That's how like distant I was from this wisdom. And so that year I, I had decided, I had been so moved by my spiritual process and awakening that I wanted to support other people in their own awakenings and decided to go back to school. So 2015, I went and got my master's. Uh, I started my master's program at Columbia. Yay, go Columbia. Yes, girl, yes, <laughs> gonna, yes, you know education. I'm going I'm to I'm put it out there. I went to Columbia, okay, because I still got that student loan, you know. <laughs> yes, Columbia. <laughs> One of the things, the super side note that I love about you is you walk the talk. Like, you're not just 
saying things just to say them like you throw us with so much education and knowledge behind it like oh the for the audience I told this to Iane the other day like when she speaks I swear I have orgasms like <laughs> serious shit cause you just come with it you come with it so yes Columbia let's go come through <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I, I uh, started Columbia in 2015 and it was a master's in spirituality and psychology And I thought at this time, after kind of seeing this connection between spirituality and sexuality, I thought, hmm, let's at least explore this the first semester. So I do this paper and it was like this awakening to a whole other realm of understanding that it was just like, how could I not want to study this? But what I had promised myself when I entered into the master's program was this is a very deep decision based in mm-hmm. what brings me joy and pleasure, what what really, really lights me up. Every step along the way of this journey, I have to make my decisions from this place or else I, I will feel like I'm denying myself and I'm turning my back on even just having this opportunity um, and it needs to resonate deeply. That was the promise that I made to myself in 2015 when I started my program. So as I'm kind of thinking what my master's thesis is going to be, I'm like, okay, I really want to study spirituality and sexuality, but what am I going to do with that? You know, like, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do with it? I've been in science, (laughs) I'm doing research. Maybe I should be logical, fear-based for me. That's where a lot of like the the overthinking, well, like I'm in corp, I'm in, um, you know, the corporate arena, I work in biotech. So maybe I should do corporate mindfulness because I'm already practicing mindfulness and guiding people. So maybe I should do that because that's safe. But it didn't light me up. I was not excited about it. And I, and I, I, uh, I went back and forth for quite some time and I thought, you know what? Be honest. What is going, what are you going to spend the next several months of your life every single day? What do you want to learn? What do you want to experience? So I decided to dive into eroticism and healing. And it just, that's where, that's brought me here today into creating One Thread and creating Pleasure Revolution, my podcast, and it's opened up to sonic rituals. And it's the process of inquiring what is bringing me joy, what is, what is emerging, and then honoring Mm -hmm. that is is truly a development of self-worth and self-love, I believe. That is so beautiful. I love that you said earlier that 2020 was a big tool into helping us dive back into this, into what brings us joy. Like we had the time, we had the time <laughs> yes. to sit and think and and really deconstruct, uncondition, dismantle mm-hmm. so many things. And in there, so many people jumped on their journeys to really asking themselves the questions that you asked yourself years ago like mm-hmm. what really makes me happy mm-hmm. do I really want to spend the you know x amount of months or years in this program or doing this job if this doesn't light me up mm-hmm. so I love the idea of really asking yourself and being intentional about every decision that you make and changing the mindset from fear-based to I love myself mm-hmm. so every move that I make is for love mm-hmm. for me yes exactly I love that 
Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. How would you say, like, if you had to define pleasure, what what's your definition of pleasure? So I actually, well, there's a couple ways that I define it. Uh, okay. When I, the first thing that I go to when I introduce the way that I teach about pleasure is pleasure is a literal energetic feeling and force of transformation. Our bodies experience pleasure when we learn something new about ourselves biochemically and physiologically. And the acronym, I use an acronym for pleasure uh, that helps to Mm -hmm. define uh, that further. So pleasure for me is the present moments, loving energy of awareness, softly unveiling and revealing everything. Girl, I'm orgasm <laughs> happening. <laughs> Let me repeat that again. Because <laughs> yes, we out here, <laughs> awakened, awakened women, pleasure is the present moment's loving energy of awareness, softly unveiling and revealing everything. Girl, second orgasm. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> If y'all haven't tapped in to Yanni's podcast or her sonic rituals, y'all are missing out. <laughs> like serious stuff. And I'll be super honest. Like when I um, when I did the session with you, you know, we discussed, um, you know, me having more love for myself, mm-hmm. like in masturbation mm-hmm. and how to get myself to climax and stuff and your tips have been working just to let you know oh yay I'm happy to hear that (laughs) definitely work um but I think that's such a thing it's such such a taboo like topic right like sex and climaxing and pleasure and everything down from the decolonization you know that you mentioned earlier to like just surface level stuff like there's everything about pleasure I feel is very taboo and so I kind of want to tap into that specifically for women because I feel like in my experiences and also my a lot of fellow women that I've talked to about sex it's always like this complaint Mm. they don't know what they're doing they don't know how to make me climax I have to be the one to like show them what to do like Mm -hmm. a lot of women a lot of women have never climaxed ever yeah and so what advice would you give to those women about tapping into their own joy for self because it's it correct me if I'm wrong but it's it's not about the partner right it's about like our it's about the partner when we're intimate with one another right but I think tapping into how you can climax is about the love for thyself and just really connecting and like you said being aware of our body so what would you say to those women who have never experienced the pleasure of climaxing and how can they talk to their partners how can they masturbate and just feel their own self out to be able to share that with their partner to say okay this is what makes me feel this kind of way yeah there I think one thing that's really important to state up front is that even when we are in an intimate space with our partner and we are pleasing them the experience is still yours right right okay. so yes you're feeling the other person but you are feeling your experience of 
of their pleasure or how you're giving them pleasure. The experience is Mm -hmm. very intimate with yourself. So, so the practice of deepening intimacy with a partner is to practice that with yourself first and foremost. So one of the ways that we can start to do that is familiarizing yourself with your own body's senses and sensuality and how how that can speak to you. And it can be as simple as feeling your own breath at different points throughout the day. And it seems really cliche to bring in the breath and be like, okay, just breathe. But honestly, the breath is the, one of our greatest teachers of how to receive and how to relax and let ourselves uh, soften into an, a moment and an experience and then receive again. And it's it's cyclical. So first approaching your body, if, you, if there is a discomfort with being intimate with your own self is starting to follow the breath, following what does it feel like as you inhale uh, through your nose, the cool, like start to describe, use adjectives to describe your experience of breathing. We breathe every day and we don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't acknowledge it. It's, right. it's what we do. Right. It's so powerful as a tool to open ourselves up um, and to relax. Cause that's a huge part of, of why we uh, can experience, um, resistance in our sexual experiences uh is the inability of the body to relax for a number of reasons right you know traumas Mm -hmm. stress whatever it may be and the breath is one of the easiest tools that we have to be able to teach us how to uh let go lean in receive now in terms of you know for the woman who hasn't experienced climax yet first of all what I have to say is this is not your identity I think what happens for a lot of women who um, have been anorgasmic um, for quite some time is that they begin to identify well maybe I'm just not that type of person maybe I'm just Mm. not a person that orgasms and that is not the case at all it's beginning to, to create a relationship with your body uh, that is centered around what excites you, what arouses you about your own life. Starting there, taking the, the, sex, the pressure of sexuality and sex out of it, what really mm-hmm. excites you? And using your breath to uh, start to listen to your body Like when you get tingles when something is exciting, like if you're watching a movie trailer, right? Uh, Sometimes I'll Mm -hmm. cry because I get really excited about a trailer, right? Like if I'm watching (laughs) the new like Avengers trailer, I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And like tears will come to my eyes. I'll get full body chills. You know, so starting to come into a relationship with how your body responds to things that arouse you and excite you and expanding into that and letting that those be the foundations for how you approach your sexual space i think the other thing too that happens a lot is there's a lot of pressure to orgasm during the sexual experience and that maybe you're offending your partner if you don't orgasm and one of the things that i have to say about that is um there's a a book called women who love sex it's really really good 
It's by this uh, therapist named Gina Ogden. Um, and she was one of the first people in the kind of therapy, psych- psychotherapy area that started to integrate spirituality in sex therapy. And she wrote this book called Women Who Love Sex. And it's all narratives about a woman who is opening herself to the realm of experience that sex and intimacy can create. Now, there's no, there's, there's no mention of the, uh, the uh, epitome of the experience is orgasm. What is mentioned is the spectrum of sensual and physical experience that someone can experience. So there's pleasure, you know, just the, the, the being in your body, feeling your breath, feeling what someone else's skin feels like, feeling what your skin feels like, deeply sensual experience. And there's uh, what she also calls ecstasy. So kind of when we lose ourselves from time to time in sex, where we kind of go off into another plane, or at least if we jump out of our head for a moment and into the present. Right. (laughs) And then lastly, there's orgasm. And you can have an array of experiences that combine all three of those things. So taking the pressure off and approaching your sexual experience uh, with yourself and in a partner, partnered situation, not with the goal of orgasm, but with the goal of enhancing how you experience yourself. So that is so beautiful. Creating greater and deeper nuance. You can touch the same exact place of your body over and over again, but you have to realize (laughs) that the present moment is constantly Uh, rejuvenating itself it's constantly new there's always a new experience and you are a being that is alive in the present moment so understanding that every time you approach your body you'll experience something new it opens up the mind to start to perceive I'm not a limited being this time isn't going to be like the others I can breathe I can start to listen to my senses. I can start to listen to my body. And all I have to do right now is just simply be and enjoy the ride. Uh, Literally and Yes, yes. And meet yourself where you are at. There's so much pressure to to perform and uh, you know porn tells us we have to be performative you don't you don't none of that shit you you define what your boundaries are and you are the the arbiter of how you are expressing what feels good if you want to be quiet and slow or if you want to be wild and howl and bite whatever it is anything and everything in between (laughs) you can be whatever it is that you choose to be that feels good and safe and expressive for you and i think as you're navigating your own body once when you start to cultivate intimacy with yourself so paying attention to your breath, paying attention to how your body expresses and responds and reacts, Um, what gives you pleasure when you touch yourself, when you hold yourself, when when you're uh, triggered by something, how do you care for yourself, how do you hold yourself, Mm -hmm. all of those things help you to start defining 
your boundaries and uh, you're communicating with your own self as you honor what feels good and the, the kind of edges of exploration that you're willing to explore and the ones that you need to maybe pull back from to feel safe, you're communicating with yourself and that inherently then allows you when you're in a partnered situation to start to express yourself because you're feeling more trust and confidence that what you are feeling and communicating with yourself is honest and it's true and it's good for you. Right. That is so beautiful. I feel like the foundation of everything that you just explained is the epitome of self-love. Totally. It's truly the gateway towards self-love, which you know, we know that that's the core of everything, yeah. right? That's the core of happiness, of freedom, of liberation. So I love the word choices and ev- just you broke it down so beautifully and everything like we're talking about sex, right? But if you really go deep with it, this is truly all of the steps that you shared on how we can go deeper into our love of self. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful thing. And I think one of the one of the things that I I understand a lot and I I barely came to realize this in the in the last few years also is that sexuality is definitely directly tied to spirituality Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of our world doesn't understand that doesn't know that doesn't live by that so when I feel like when you don't live by that or when you don't understand that having sex with yourself whether it be with yourself or with a partner it's a spiritual experience it's a sacred moment so to understand that tie at least for me personally it elevated my sex and it it it, I see it in a completely different way um because now I tie it to a sacred experience just like if I'm doing plant medicine or if I'm, you know, doing yoga or just any other tool that I feel is sacred, that's how I see sex too. Even when I'm trying to be wild and like, you know, just have a great time, like even then it's still very sacred because it's, it's the love of Mm -hmm. self. It's all self-love every single time. So I love that you, the way that you explained it, I feel is going to really help a lot of people in general, specifically um, women that have been struggling with this or maybe you're not struggling with it and you just want to enhance where you're already at um one of the beautiful things that you just said and I I just I preach by that is to meet yourself where Mm -hmm. you're at anywhere whether it be your sexual journey your weight loss journey your awakening journey meet yourself like where you are today Mm -hmm. Because tomorrow presence is going to be different in a week, in a month, in a year. The present moment is going to be so different. And I think that's where a lot of us struggle to meet ourselves where we're at, especially with things like porn that, you know, porn has us thinking that we have to be like performers, just like you said. And and it can be very um, it can be very like it can make us feel really insecure when we see these things, uh, sometimes I watch porn and I see things and I'm like, I don't know that I could ever do all that. Right. <laughs> and, but it's like, it, it feels like, you know, dang, like, is that what people want though? Like, is, is do I have to do that to please someone, to please myself? You know, so you, you get a lot of ideas um, when you watch porn sure. sometimes. And so sometimes things like that 
don't lead us all the way in the right direction in my opinion because then it just leads to more insecurity and it leads to us feeling now that we do have to perform instead of just being just like you said just those spaces where we get to just be you know like if I'm a little awkward in this position then I'm a little awkward in this position (laughs) that's that's where I'm at (laughs) totally yeah I I I want to um really emphasize this with a with a really quick story uh, that happened in quarantine mm-hmm. that I think could be really helpful to, to emphasize this point of meeting yourself where you're at like so you know I've been studying se- sexuality and pleasure uh, both in my own life as well as um, academically for about five years now right round rounding up mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> and during quarantine it was especially in march when shit really went down i was so stressed Mm -hmm. and i went all in my my brain my amygdala was on fire i was like fight or flight or freeze and i was more than anything really freezing my body just i i felt numb i felt like i I couldn't feel there was a lot of fear that i was focusing on and anxiety that i could not let myself be present in my own body because of the circumstance now i'm i was at a point in my practice where i had to really uh what what's what's the phrase like walk the talk the walk walk the talk pra- yes I had yes walk the talk. <laughs> <laughs> i had to put my money where my mouth was <laughs> that is, oh i'm so bad at yes there you go <laughs> okay so um but yeah so i had to I had to remember the practice and the uh, rituals that I had started to set up for myself and remember that, yes, I have been exploring my sexuality and I've gotten to really beautiful space with it and, and the exploration is just the beginning right now. But I think what can happen in those moments where you feel like you're shutting down physically is you think, oh, fuck, man, I've been doing all this healing and now like I feel like I'm backtracking like I'm broken again. Mm-hmm. That's not that that is not the case when you're on this exploration of your sensuality or sexuality that's connected to your spirit. That is there's no going back you're opening doors and you're walking through doors and you're on the path what these moments ask you to do like you said uh, to reiterate is to meet yourself where you're at and pour more love and attention into yourself more compassion more patience more grace Mm -hmm. um and i had to give myself that in, in telling my partner look I am not in my body in any way, shape, or form. I need you to just hold me. Um, I can, you know, I'd love to give you pleasure if that's where you're at, but I'm just, that's not the space that I'm at. Um, I just need you to give me a hug. I need you to rub my feet, rub my head. And that's what gives me pleasure right now. And I will continue to do the devotional work to come back into my body so that was a you know that's very recent and all the times that you know stress you know peaks peaks its head up and you know situations happen and you know they it these things take us out of our bodies momentarily but that's why this practice of, of orienting your life around pleasure and the sacredness of being with yourself and the devotion to 
having a relationship with your body. That's why all of the daily practice is so important for these moments um, that really rise up for you to practice compassion and love and patience and understanding uh, to be able to step into a new level of understanding of your body. And I, I, I feel like I have really embodied even more the practice that I teach through that um, challenge or, you know, kind of little hiccup that I had with myself. And it was like three, three weeks, four weeks, you know, it felt like <laughs> forever. <laughs> but I, but I right. knew that this was a cycle that it wasn't permanent going back to women who 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 um, are identifying with you know that they haven't had an orgasm our lives are cyclical and there are rhythms so understanding that there's nothing that's permanent nothing everything is changing and everything is expanding and to remember that in in moments where things feel a little harder that is so beautiful. I, I think the foundation of that is healing, right? Yeah. Like we sometimes we get mad at the universe because she takes us back to certain things that we thought were healed, right? And, and sometimes I get frustrated and I'm like, why are you taking me back to this trauma? I thought I let it yeah. go already. And I've come to realize that you know, in healing and finding all of these tools, now I can go back with a different totally. mindset. Now I can go back to that core trauma and say, okay, I have seen you before, but now I'm visiting you again with a new compassion for you, with new love for myself, with new understanding of self and and whatever the situation Mm -hmm. is. So I think, you know, exactly that example that you just shared is the foundation of healing. And because you had already done so much work, it didn't take as long. You know, you may have, have felt like you took a little bit of a step back or just maybe were stagnant, but it didn't take as long to come back because of all of the healing practices that you have done and you do on a daily Mm -hmm. basis. So I think that's the beautiful thing about healing in general. It doesn't mean that we're happy all the time. It doesn't mean that stress doesn't get to us or that we don't hit moments of depression or anxiety. It just means that we have more tools in our tool belt and a deeper healed mindset to be able to conquer those things a little better this time around. Um, so that that's beautiful. I wanted to tap into the programming. So I know we can talk about that forever, but just overall, like I, one of the things that I've heard, um, I love to listen to you and, and your episodes and just the things that you say in your lives and stuff. And, and as I mentioned before, I love that you hit us with the mm-hmm. education, the colonization of pleasure, especially amongst women. So how do you feel like, you know, where did that programming start and, and how do you feel like that affects us today? Oh gosh. Well, I'm, uh, you know, I do have to say I'm no decolonizing expert. I did, uh, <laughs> that's something that I'm learning myself uh, so I can uh, be informed in my own healing process and to support others as we move through this decolonization that, that, will, that so many of us are actively moving through. Um, I do have a, a resource that I would like to share up front. Um, when I hosted World Pleasure Day, uh, which you can catch the replay on my website, um, which yes. Brenda, she, she let us in. She did uh, some transformational mantras and affirmations. Thank you, girl. <laughs> yes, thank you. The whole day, y'all, like that pleasure, the World Pleasure Day and like that whole event was fire. 
fire every single person that got on it it was just like unbelievable so i'm gonna yeah yeah, this year's gonna be lit that's a clue (laughs) um okay i'm ready Uh, but one of the um one of the speakers that shared uh, her wisdom, her name is Thea Monier, uh, M-O-N-Y-E-E. Uh, she spoke about uh, decolonization, her process and, and um, the history kind of behind how it all started and, and what that means. Um, so to kind of based on my knowledge to speak, to speak on that, I think what the, the knowledge that I do have right now that I can speak on is kind of the stress, the, the epigenetic aspect of colonization that uh, lives in our cells. I think what when we think about the trauma that our ancestors had experienced, both, well, both the trauma, the pain, and the, the joy and celebration, all of that is our vibrational signatures that live in our cells. We have these things called mitochondrial DNA that has, um, it's only passed down through the matriarchal lineage. Um, and so there's this maternal mm. DNA wisdom that lives in us, information. And it is vibrational everything in our body has a vibrational signature with whether it's the crossing of ion channels you know ions have charges charge is electrical it's energetic our cells the way that they communicate with one another it's energetic the way that our organs function together it's energetic so we are energetic beings and where the practice that I support others in learning and tapping into their sensuality is to learn how to listen to this, this, these energy signatures that live within us. And Mm -hmm. decolonization is witnessing in your body what is anchoring you in beliefs that don't serve you. And comparing that and contrasting that as Abraham Hicks calls it, uh, the contrast is is a sacred experience of being a human, contrasting that to the feeling and vibration of what lights you up today in this life, your decision, your making. And so this decolonization, the way that I'm understanding it in my own journey of, of, of learning is that it's shifting your vibration, shifting your perception of your own body through the experience of of your body, your relationship to your sensuality. There is so much of decolonization that says you should, or I'm sorry, of, of this colonized mindset that says, do not have a relationship with your body. Uh, your body only, especially for women, is a sex object. You're used to sell mm-hmm. um, uh, beer. You're used to sell cars. But God forbid you should educate on Instagram about menstruation. That's a whole. That's a whole other right. story. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a whole other episode. But um, but this decolonization is 
part of how we do that is by bringing awareness to your body, having this relationship to your body. When you are able to claim your body as yours, this is your your physical being. You were born you were born into this. This you are um, a steward of this land that you live in, your body. And you have to have a relationship to the bo- your body as you cultivate it. Uh, and we're told not to. And so damning the man, <laughs> fucking the patriarchy, decolonizing <laughs> is to ha- means in your life to have a daily relationship with your sensuality, what that means in how you express yourself, how you communicate, um, how you embrace yourself, how you love yourself, loving your body. It's a, it's a huge place of discomfort for so many of us, men and women and every, everyone yes. um, who's a human, basically, has a really right? difficult relationship yeah. with the body because we've told that it's not important. Uh, so the work that I do in supporting women to have to connect to the language of their vibration, the language of their spirit that that resonates and has a timber in the body. This is how we dismantle the beliefs that we've been told that we're not enough, that that we're not worthy. You can feel your worthiness. It lives in every cell and every fiber of your being. And the, the work and the devotion is to feel that. That is beautiful. That that right there, I think, you know, again, you hit us with so much knowledge of, you know, we, we're talking about this one thing, but you're hitting us with such in-depth stuff because this is really the the decolonizing of everything, right? Not not just like the connection with our body, but the connection with just dismantling all of the yes. conditioning that we have had from mm-hmm. centuries and centuries and centuries ago, lifetimes and lifetimes. And I was just having this conversation with someone yesterday about our mothers and how a lot of our mothers, you know, um, specifically we're talking about immigrant women, like single women who were put and specifically in the Hispanic culture, who are put in this box of all you have to do is be here to reproduce. Your body is just, your husband can use you for whatever they want. If they want 10 kids, then that's what you have to do because mm-hmm. that's your duty. And a lot of our mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers have lived in, in this yeah. box. And so we, as the generation that is trying to fight out of that and trying to get out of the box sometimes have issues with our mothers with our grandmothers with our great-grandmothers because they see us like no you're not following the role that you're supposed to be in and so sometimes our own family is trying to keep that conditioning on us and me being such a like flower child that's one of Mm -hmm. my issues like I'm super outside of the box so I'm looked at as like now nah, you need to step back into mm. your role like that that's not the role that you're supposed to play and I'm like well I'm gonna keep on going that way because I want to be yeah. free of the conditioning that you have passed down to me so it's it's heavy yeah you know I I had a conversation on my podcast uh with one of my creative co-creative partners her name is Wynomi um, and she was talking about a bit about decolonization as well. So that's that could be a good, really good resource for you um, as well if you're if you want to inquire more. Um, yes. But she was talking about, and this was something that I hadn't even thought about the 
decolonizing how do I phrase this colonization has pitted women against one another uh basically I'm I'm Mm -hmm. basically just paraphrasing what she said but basically colonization pits women against one another so the old the older woman the wise woman that we don't acknowledge her because she's not worth anything anymore you the youth is valued once you're a mother you can be thrown away but you also have to be sexy but then you're not too sexy because you're already a mom and like there's all of these things that we're told as women how to be and that reflects on how our how we perceive our own uh aging and maturation process how we compare ourselves to other women there is so much there that that is placed on us and doesn't have to be there. We can live in a more uh, harmonious recognition of where we are in our different cycles of life. And she had said that even when we're healing our own colonized mind and behaviors and beliefs and we feel a certain way about our moms or our grandmas or whatever, that even that anger is a decolonized response because it's part of this competition a part of this 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 essentially hatred towards yourself and one another so the practice to look back Mm. at the generations before you even if there's a lot of grief about how you're living your life and more freedom is to to approach it with more compassion and understanding for the wisdom that you now are able to embody that they have within them. It's just it, what there was an inability to uh, for them express themselves in more authentic and open ways. So I think, you know, it's developing a different relationship to what it means to look back at our at our moms and our grandmas and be like, man, like what? Like <laughs> how come? I, yeah, it's it's I, a it's a really it's grace and compassion at all levels um, when we're decolonizing right. our experiences. Especially, I think we're a bridge generation, like you and me and, and all the other women in this generation, where we're learning from our mothers and recognizing their pain, but being like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that ain't for me no more. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. And I love how you presented changing the narrative instead of holding anger or, you know, saying you did this this way or this is your role. This is what you're supposed to do. Holding that understanding and compassion to that inability that they have for self-expression and and the blessing that we have to say, I choose to be outside of the box and that's what I'm going to do. And, and to be able to chase freedom and liberation in a way that maybe they wanted to, but just never felt that they could even mm-hmm. to this day. And so just to approach that with understanding and compassion and just recognize our differences and, and recognize that we're trying to, you know, we're doing this for the yeah. next generation, you know, for, for the children to come so that we can continue to dismantle everything that has been conditioned upon us you know as women like we have just so much conditioning and I love how you mentioned you know like when you're a mom you can't be sexy you can't work (laughs) you can't do this because you gave birth like what there's so much that's honest so much judgment so many things that we have to live with and then 
we internalize that so then it's like oh well I am a mom well maybe I shouldn't do that or maybe I shouldn't do this or I'm not a mom so I can do this like it there we think about it and we internalize it and we live by it sometimes instead of trying to change the narrative and and not condition ourselves to those those thoughts that come from like lifetimes and lifetimes ago of of people trying to oppress us um one of the things that I would love for you to just tap into if you can is you know in my personal journey as a healer I'm trying to and not not so much like men versus women but more feminine versus Uh masculine I'm really trying to dive into how we can help each other collectively heal and and really heal as a collective like really understand each other so i feel like both you and i maybe work with women i'm trying to tap into working with men and how my power can help them how would you say this topic um would help the masculine would it be in the same way or would they have to think about it so i have one um He's a friend, but he's also comes to me for some guidance in that area. And Mm -hmm. it's so fascinating how disconnected he is from his own body as well. Um, There, that's literally that's decolonization, right? That's what we talked about. Is is coming back into the body so you can come back into uh, harmony with your authentic soul purpose. And I, th- I think it's very, very similar. Uh, as women, we're told how to be in a number of respects. Uh, emotionally, don't be too emotional. Oh, if you're not emotional enough, then you're a ba- you're not a you're not enough of a woman or something like that. Like on the emotional level, mm-hmm. with men, you can't be too emotional. You have to man up. Or if you're too emotional, then you're, right. you know, weak or whatever. Like the overarching experience of vulnerability for everyone is really, um, it's been hurt. And that's part of the healing is to learn how to be vulnerable. And for me, vulnerability is honesty. And honesty is what's, you you exp- it's an experience it's a feeling and for me the way that I approach it is it's a sensual feeling coming back to how and pleasure and even when you're mad and angry like that's an honest feeling too but being able to feel it and acknowledge it not identify with it because that's different but allowing these emotions to be experienced and expressed um, and processed and felt and navigated through and learned from, those are things that we, regardless of how you identify, we're not taught. So I, I honestly feel like this is a very universal experience and, and, um, and tools that can be used with regardless of how you identify. Um, I think, you know, in terms of just addressing, um, uh, how we hold space for one another you know I think embodying knowing that both that anyone can embody the masculine and the feminine and for me I'm trying to stray away mm-hmm. from using those bi- those kind of binary terms to be you know, so okay for me masculine is awareness and feminine is 
creativity and movement. And Ooh, I like that. <laughs> so the the masculine awareness, <laughs> the awareness creates like when you're aware of something, it means that you're focused, your attention is on it. And that attention and that focus naturally kind of creates structure. So that's the masculine and the feminine you the feminine is wild, but when it's focused, it's crazy powerful. So you need both. And I think we all right. need permission that that we can embody both. Uh, we can embody it all right. as part of how you understand yourself as the individual and understand yourself in the context of community. So I think it's it's starting to give yourself permission that you can be all of these things and all of them are equally important in how you express yourself um, uh, in and outside of the bedroom. That's beautiful. That is, girl, <laughs> yes, yes. If you haven't written a book or haven't started one. Oh, girl, I am, right I am, I am. Um, My goal is 2021. My goal is yes. I've, I've yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to purchase, <laughs> girl. I'm ready. Um, that that is beautiful. I love how you want to change, like you know, the, it to awareness and creativity. That's such a beautiful, inclusive way to think about it, and it's really defining what masculine and feminine is. So, without using those words, you're hitting the point like perfect. So, I I love that idea, and I think it's something that I really want to tap into. And I think it's really important for this new era to really understand that we all, regardless of what you identify with, have masculine and feminine or have awareness and creativity. And we can come to terms with it. We can identify with it. We can tap into both sides. We can have both sides at the same time. Um, and regardless of who you are, you can still embody yes. all of it and, and not have yeah. shame for being emotional yeah. or sensitive or releasing through crying or releasing through expressing yourself. Like there's nothing sexier to me than someone that can express themselves. Like that to me oh, yeah. is like, whew, I don't care what you physically look like, but if you can sit here and talk about your emotions in, in, a, in like an emotionally, yeah. like intelligent way. Oh, for sure. Orgasm. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. That's so beautiful. And we can talk forever. So I will definitely have Yanni back on the podcast oh, for that. sure. Um, yes, yeah, especially when that book comes Woo! out. I'm going to need you to come back oh, on so you can my talk God. to us about the book. I would be so honored. And this makes me yes, like, I just write it I like to the, tomorrow, <laughs> today. <laughs> Yes, please do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's gonna be on Amazon. I'm gonna. It's on all of the the book places where you can buy stuff. I'm ready. I'm ready. This is happening. I just. I love listening to you, and I can't wait to see your words on paper. That oh, that is an orgasm within <laughs> itself. So, to end the episode, um, plug yourself, girls. Tell us how we can find you if someone wants to book a session. If someone wants to listen to your podcast, your your pages, your social media links. Okay, all, all right. Okay, both. sit back and relax because there's a lot. <laughs> okay, yes. So, I mean, I'm most easily accessible on uh, Instagram at One Thread Coaching. So that's O N E Thread Coaching. Um, I also have. Um, 
you can DM me if you if you have any questions about offerings. My offerings though are on my website, which is theonethread.com. So it's the O-N-E thread.com. So all my offerings are there, which include uh, sonic rituals. So sonic rituals are immersive ritual practices. Um, that are centered around sound and vibration that support you to do exactly what we've been talking about today is connecting to your sensuality as a tool and a vehicle for not just transformation but for self-pleasure and so that's three volumes I'm currently the volume one is about self-intimacy I'm currently working on volume two which is about erotic self-love and let me tell you that one is taking me a minute because I'm I'm having to do the work and I didn't realize how much work I had to do. <laughs> so uh, so this has been it's it's a really deep and powerful one. But all my other offerings, coaching programs, one on ones are on the website. Um, I also have a podcast called Pleasure Revolution, and we're on our second season where we're examining um, and exploring what does it mean to feel free. So you can catch that on all major streaming platforms. And also, we mentioned it earlier, World Pleasure Day 2021 is coming up in August. Yeah. <laughs> so more about that, you can, um, you can find the replay of this past year's World Pleasure Day uh, at theonethread.com. But yeah, I'm super excited about this year. <laughs> I'm so excited. And tell us about your... Um... I, I'm so sorry. I forget the name. The Tuesday, what you're oh, doing yeah. every Tuesday. So uh, last year I was doing these things called Pleasure Talk Tuesdays uh, on Instagram Live. And okay. I decided, I haven't done it for quite some time. And I decided to bring it back just as a way to kind of flesh out all of these ideas and to connect with community, which I've been, um, you know, obviously craving. We're all kind of craving it a lot lately. Um, yes. And yeah, just talk about different topics around pleasure, the body, eroticism, sex, uh, emotional wellness. I mean, it'll be a mixed bag of things, but all centered around connecting to your body. I will be tapping in. Definitely. I just realized, Yane, that we have never met in person. No. I forget. Yeah, I forget. Are you that kidding? We me? never met in person. Shut. No, up. I'm serious. I that just came to my mind when you said community. I'm like, yes, I miss like being around people. We met, and I'm like, wait, we met this I year. I have never met her. We met, I think, yeah, in 2020. I think we met. I officially started to be like super fangirl when we did. Um, what did we do? The oh, yeah, podcast? yeah, yeah, the brunch gala. Yes, yes. That's when I, uh, like, officially started to, like, really oh, go in-depth with your movement. Oh, um, my but God. We've never we have to person. change that this year. <laughs> yes, we do. I just thought about that. Oh I feel God, like I've too. That forever. is so crazy. Oh, my God. I'm in such <laughs> awe of that right now. <laughs> yes, me too. I'm like, wait. Because I'm like, ooh, like, I, I literally, when you said community, I envisioned, like, giving you a hug. And I'm like, oh, wait, my I've God, never I can't given wait her to a give hug you before. I'll be prepared. <laughs> We're going to linger for, like, at least a minute. <laughs> yes. I love those lingering hugs. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. We will definitely make that happen. I'm so, oh, my gosh. I'm grateful. Like, this is the perfect way to kick off the Heal Up podcast for the year. Like, this, I love having guests on. I love just 
gaining all the knowledge that you have to offer and so please follow yane she has all of the goods about pleasure um and really i think one of the main things that i love about you is that you any space that you mm-hmm. are in is a safe space these topics are not always very easy to talk about it's yeah. you know intimacy and and what happens behind closed doors is really difficult for us to share but you make it such a safe space to where like you just, it's like it's not even a taboo thing like i'm going to just tell you my oh, whole I, sex I appreciate right that now. that means a lot it really, really does thank you <laughs> it's it's beautiful so any space whether it be podcast a live events world pleasure day whatever it is is always going to be a safe space with this beautiful human so please tap in i will be sharing um a post you know once the the episode is up um you know I'll give you guys a, another little bio of yane and and just the beautiful things that she has created and cultivated as a healer in the community Please follow her if you're not following her already. It has been such a pleasure and honor to share space with you, my queen. I am so excited. Thank you. Happy birthday. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You deserve all the happiness in the world. And I will definitely be tapping into um, all of the work that you're going to be doing this year. Uh, likewise, likewise, love. I'm so happy that we are able to connect in this way. And all the other ways that we've been able to connect this past year and some change. <laughs> Yes, yes, and yes. soon we will be connecting in person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Any last things for the audience that May you'd like you to share? May you savor your body's expression of joy, friends. <laughs> yes, thank you, love. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Heal Up Lab. Bye. We'll see you soon.